The antidote. 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 You're listening to the antidote with Dave Hawkins. With Christian music that doesn't suck. Long ago in the rain, we would never find our place. Walking in, running in the wrong direction. I'm Dave Hawkins, and this is The Antidote, where Christian music doesn't suck. We've got a night of fresh music with two bands who share pop-punk in their music. We meet with Home Plate, a new band, but one that has a deep music background. At the half-hour mark, Grandpa Loves Rhinos, whose sound delivers pop-punk rock and emo all combined. We'll be featuring the band's new releases, both of which are on the punk-based Indivision music label. You've already heard something from Home Plate, who opened our night with Long Ago. Now let's jump into the Antidote's conversation with the band. Home Plate is David Newman and Cody Thompson, and they're both here for a chat with the Antidote. Thanks for coming. Hey, no problem. Thanks for having us. 
The two of you came to the antidote in 2018 with the upside. Now your home plate. What happened? Uh, COVID, kind of. Uh, I mean, the upside, really, we, we all grew up kind of, you know, some guys had got married, had kids. So, you know, I think that just that ministry was finished. And when COVID happened, we needed to get happy. So we created this little thing, me and Cody, and it's just kind of went its own way. COVID infected the upside and killed the band. Sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'll take that. Home Plate is a whole new deal. It still has the touch of pop the upside had, but that's where the similarities end. Absolutely, yeah. We introduce a lot of uh, punk, a lot of easy core, some ska. It is very chaotic, and, and we're really happy with the, the product we've produced. I'm hearing some of that pop punk of the past, you know, like the Jason Dunn days of Hawk Nelson. Is Home Plate actually living in the past? Uh, I mean, in some ways, yeah. These songs, most of them were not written uh, up to three years ago. These songs came from about four to five years ago. Uh, before I joined The Upside, this is what I kind of had that I was building on. We just kind of came back to it, man, and uh, Jason Dunn, funny enough, is probably my most major influence when it comes to pop punk. So to hear you say that makes me glad because I know that that got across without us just being a band that tried to be Hawk Nelson. You know, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I really wanted him to be on one of the uh, Home Plate songs because I just feel like he would do it justice. But, you know, I don't know him. So, hey, if you could introduce us. <laughs> we'll take totally. It. Absolutely. I brought up pop punk, and you also mentioned about ska. Yes. The first single from your EP, Broken Youth, has that touch of third wave ska. So yeah. this means you're not a punk purist. Uh, man, we are all over the place. Like, it depends, as on how you, it depends on what day you, you catch us on. It could be Sleeping Giant. It could be Stevie Ray. It could be, it could be literally anything. So... Uh, as we were writing this song, at one point, the end was going to be like, I don't know if you know who Knox Loose is, but we were going to do like a slam metal ending. and that's, <laughs> <laughs> There were things happening to that song. Yeah. Broken Youth is a sad song. Every hero has a grim beginning. Maybe this is mine, a broken youth. It sounds like your youth was a struggle. Uh, yeah, so really the... The lyrics were birthed out of, I, I lost my mom uh, two years ago, and then I lost my stepmom six months after. I mean, it was just a very difficult time. I didn't understand what was happening. And it's funny enough, I wasn't really youthful in the term of like being a kid, but I was kind of youthful as a, as a Christian. And um, it was just difficult for me to understand the situation. So I tried to write the song as if I was looking back and what I would say to myself. I kind of thought of it like Batman, right? He went through all this stuff for him to be who he was meant to be. And maybe this is just the things I got to deal with for God to make me who I am in him. Do you consider this release to be focused towards Christians or is this more general? Definitely more general. I mean, of course, you have I Need Grace, which really touches on our Christianity, but really we wanted to write something to make people happy. We wanted to encourage people. We wanted people to listen to the album and walk away just a little bit more joyful than before, to have a smile on their face. That's why we did all this. It was just to help not make COVID so bad. <laughs> yeah. That's something I've also been wondering about. 
artists releasing music right now. With COVID going on, is this a bad time? Uh, I don't think so. Our goal in this band is to bring a light to people in this time or even when COVID goes away, if it ever goes away. It's kind of more towards, you know, making people smile. Because, I mean, some people may not. But for us, when we wrote the ska part for Broken Youth, it brought a light to us in a way. Because, I mean, who's not going to, like, smile when they hear just some random ska part in a song? They're like, oh, you know what? It could be worse, but, you know, today's a good day. (laughs) So they're not going to describe you as just being weird. No, I, I hope not. But you never know with the next EP. We may have some, like, southern western parts. You never know. (laughs) It depends on how we feel that day. Be something greater 
broken youth from home plate. <laughs> Doesn't that ska sound just want to make you skank? Let's move on and hear more of Home Plate's story along with the song Time Stand Still. I hate to tell you this, but I'm disappointed with Home Plate. You know, bands like Rusty Ship have nautical inspired songs, Two Minute Minor has hockey, so why is there no baseball with Home Plate? <laughs> All right, so it's a fun explanation, man. So the, 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 the name Home Plate. Uh, Louisville is known for the, you know, the slugger, uh, the, the bat. Um, we have a minor team here, but honestly, home plate was just kind of a, you know, we both played baseball when we were kids. He follows it more than I do. I'm a Reds fan. Um, but yeah, I mean, we kind of incorporated a home plate into the logo, but yeah. you know, the second album, you'll see some more baseball themes. Yeah. The second single from the Derby City EP, Time Stands Still, says, Sure enough, we made this crazy mess where everything has seemed hopeless. And I just want to know where we can end up finding where we want to be. That's vague enough to cover a lot of topics. Where did the song come from? Uh, So, you know, you could hear it and think, well, maybe he's talking about a girl or maybe he's talking about, you know, a situation that, that happened at work. I don't know. Uh, but for me personally, it was kind of like the the goodbye song or the questioning song of what happened to the upside because we felt like we were moving up, like we were playing some good shows. We had things lined up and just, yeah, life happened and everything went sideways. So it was kind of just my heart to the situation, which is why, you know, after all that, I, I say, I just want to know that you're happy because I don't want to come off as like, I hate you guys for this or anything. It's just, I want to know that everybody's happy at the end of all this. You've spoken about COVID killing off the upside. Was this new release, Derby City, created during COVID? Uh, yeah. This fan started in March. So all, all this that musically and, and lyrically, really, all, all this was built in March from to now. So rather than watching Netflix nonstop, you were creating music. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I think my wife and his girlfriend were kind of over us playing and being loud all the time so they could watch TV and Netflix a little bit more. (laughs) (laughs) That's perfect. I guess everyone is new to home plate since the band is so new. So it's time for some details, I guess. The EP is called Derby City. Where is Derby City? Uh, That's Louisville for the the Derby. Yeah. Um, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so we host the, you know, the, the what is it called? Derby. Like the Kentucky, Kentucky, Kentucky Derby. Derby. <laughs> yeah. Wow, can't even remember it. Well, yeah, we host the Kentucky Derby every year. And um, so we decided it's it's only fair to, you know, kind of rep our city in a way and just call it Derby City. Yeah, because believe it or not, Louisville is like a loser city. We're surrounded by Cincinnati, Indianapolis, St. Louis, and Nashville. And they're all bigger cities. And they all get the sports teams. They all get the glamour. They get the nice businesses and the nice fun things. And we get horses. We get horses. <laughs> so. <laughs> so long as you don't have to clean up after them, it's all okay. My my uh, my uncle, he trains horses for the Derby. And that's his job is to like break and to clean up after like the Derby horses. So my family has to kind of deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> You connected with Indivision Music for this release. So how did that come about? So when we started this, it was meant to kind of be a joke. 
like it wasn't meant to be anything. It wasn't like we set out to take over the world or anything like that. We were just like having fun. And as a joke, I just kind of sent it to Brandon uh, Jones of, of Indie Vision. It was like, hey, just letting you know, like making you aware of us. And I just kind of wanted to see what other people thought of the demos we were making because they were just out of fun. And he just jumped on top of it and he was very excited for it. And he took this like way further than we ever thought we were going to take it. So, you know, it's really cool. Love those guys. I'm Cody. I'm David. And we are Home Plate. And you found the antidote. Well, I never thought I'd see the day where we find ourselves in this place. And I never thought we'd be too scared to try. Sure enough, we made this crazy mess where everything has seemed hopeless. And I just want to know where we ended up finding where we want to be. I just want to know that you're happy. Despite what I said, I never gave up. I tried to pretend that I didn't bluff. In the end, I was wrong, and I guess that you were right. And all you said, some stupid stuff, and I'm sorry that it came off wrong. Can we put our differences aside? Depend on faith that it will come out right. Well, I never thought I'd see the day where we find ourselves in this place, and I never thought we'd be too scared to try. Sure enough, we made this crazy mess where everything had seemed hopeless, and I just want to know where we ended up finding where we want to be. I just want to know that you're happy. Well, we find our way back in where time stands still. Will we find our way back in where time stands I think I was surprised at myself at the song that really took my attention, and that was the one called I Need Grace. I guess the EP heads in a few different directions, but this one is very different. You care to share about it? Yeah. Um, it's funny enough, we had four songs we were thinking of, like, you know, we need a slow song. Everybody has that slow ballad song. And I pulled this out of the archive. I wrote it probably when I was like 20 years old and it came out of a out of a kid who was dealing with pornography for over 10 years and couldn't find his way to quit and just felt like he was abusing grace by, you know, continuing to fail and, and try to repeat and not do it again and then fail and then repeat. And then, you know, it was just awful time. 
And I, I just pinned those lyrics back then. And I, I sang them in the car one day and, and Cody was, he just fell in love with it. We were on our way to go get something to drink. And we were trying to figure out if we wanted to do a fifth song for the EP. And he showed me this and I was like, we have to do this. It, it changes it up from the album. So it's not too crazy the whole time. You know, you get to chill back and cry a little bit. You know, it helps it. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah. You guys had spoken about this sounding like it was going to be more fun than serious. So then what are future plans for Home Plate? Uh, we're going at it with the same attitude. We don't want it to you know, get all caught up in the business aspect. Of it. We really want to have fun with this because we feel like if we force material, people are going to hear forced material. And that's not our job. Like That's not what we're here for. We're here to have fun, me and him, and then everybody else just gets to hear that fun recorded (laughs) talk to us too about it being just a two-piece that changes the whole dynamic yeah um we started kind of like a another side project when the upside was still going we were trying to find multiple members to start it and we actually drove to nashville and we saw a band called 68 oh yeah they're kind of also you are you are you familiar with josh goggin oh josh goggin is just unbelievable He's an amazing dude. I've, I love his interviews. And there's very few of them, but like he's a really good dude. Um, so we saw 68, and they came out there in suits, and we're like, what is this? Because their drummer, Nico, he doesn't have very many drums and cymbals. We're like, what is this? And they're facing each other, and the first thing he, he just screams, he's like, blah! And then next thing you know, they're just jamming. I mean, their music is very sporadic, but once you go to a show, you know, you know what they mean. So we decided, you know, we could just be a two-piece and start a band. So that kind of stemmed that kind of aspect from it. That's cool. Okay, now, what have we not covered in this talk? Recording process? I mean, the recording process, yeah. Because during COVID, we couldn't go to a studio. It's kind of a DIY, in a sense, too. The entire album was recorded in my upstairs room. (laughs) No way. So you did this all yourself, all your own place. Yes, and then we sent it off to Phil Carper from At The Wayside for production. Because that is so well put together. I had no idea. I thought you were in a professional studio. No, but I guess we should name this uh, room something. <laughs> want to throw some, throw some titles out? Yeah, why don't you call it The Upside? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh I couldn't resist. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> Right. And there's actually a story behind starting that, too, because we were both in band, you know, like in high school. He played drums and I played uh, <laughs> trumpet, but I haven't played trumpet in years. Right. So we're trying to figure out how are we going to do this? We're trying to build this all. And we go to Fiverr and we find this guy from Italy and he's got a master's in trombone. Right. Apparently you can do that. So <laughs> we pay this guy five dollars and he did that entire piece. <laughs> Oh, and I was thinking you guys were then just going to be able to open up for Five Iron Frenzy on their next tour. Oh, I mean, I'm learning the parts on trumpet, but I got to give props to that guy. He wrote the melodic parts, and we actually have some ska stuff on the album that we have not released. Like, we didn't release with the album because we didn't want people to be like, so are they a ska band? Are they yeah. a pop? What, what, what are they? We didn't want to cause too much confusion. <laughs> <laughs> you got to give everybody a chance to find checker printed shoes. Right. Yes. Are you familiar with Must Build Jacuzzi? Oh, yeah. 
I'm hoping to get with them on this next album to have them featured as like the the ska dudes on it. We'll see if we can do like a little split with them. Oh, that'd be a perfect move. We acknowledge the style that we're playing. It's very hard to get shows with it. It's very. I mean, the Christian festivals aren't really there much anymore, and if they are there, they lean towards the rock acts instead of the punk acts. So it, it's difficult to really gather a following or you know make any type of funds off of it. it it's it's a situation, but you know that's why we, we're doing it for fun. David and Cody, thanks so much for coming for this visit with the antidote. I appreciate it. No problem. Thank you for having us. I ran away today. I couldn't face my shame. I couldn't muscle through the pain of knowing what I've done. It seems I can't move on. And all I know is to run. Will I survive? If I take the dive into your mercy-filled gardens, will I hold on? Can you keep me strong? I don't want to be here on my own. It happened again. I've messed up my friend. I gave in just right at the end Are you still there? Do you still care? For this man dying in his sin Will I survive if I take the dive? Into your mercy-filled gardens Will I hold on? Can you keep me strong? I don't want to be here on my own Will I survive if I take the Lost my home, a 
boy who's lost the will to fight Will I survive if I take the die Into your mercy-filled garments Will I hold on? Can you keep me strong? I don't want to be What a cool mix of styles on I Need Grace from the Derby City release by Homeplate. That's definitely a gotta get release. And so is Searching in the Sarcasm, the new LP from the Antidote's second guest, Grandpa Loves Rhinos. Enjoy this talk. Paul and Seth Hyde, the brothers behind Grandpa Loves Rhinos, have joined the Antidote. Good to have the two of you here. Thanks, Dave. Good to be here. Grandpa Loves Rhinos, that has to be the most intriguing band name of all time. There's got to be a story. <laughs> so when we started the band, you know, we wanted something that would stand out. It's just so saturated with all the bands out there. And we didn't want to take ourselves too seriously with coming up with a, like a really cool name. Um, but we wanted something that would stand out. And Grandpa Loves Rhinos does mean something to us. So, you know, growing up, our grandpa... He happened to love rhinos. Uh, it was this weird thing where everyone would get him, you know, collectible stuff like figurines, ties, hats, you name it. He had a huge room in his house that was just full of rhino stuff. And it was just this thing that we knew that grandpa loved rhinos and he would talk about it and you would get him stuff. Um, he owned land that we would go camping in the summers called the Rhino Ranch. His nickname was Rawhide. Um, and so that was just something that meant something to us, but then also was kind of a, a standout name that maybe people would say, huh, I wonder what they sound like. <laughs> he didn't want to pick something easy like, you know, Grandpa Loves Groundhogs or Mule Deer. <laughs> Had to be something yeah, I, exotic. We are considering uh, Grandma Hates Hippos, but she didn't actually hate hippos, so we went with Grandpa Loves Rhinos. <laughs> I have to tell you that I first heard Grandpa Loves Rhinos in 2013 when Arm's Length was included on the Punk Never Dies 2 compilation. Nice. But give us the story. When did the band actually begin? So I want to say it was around 2011 um, when we really started creating songs long distance. So me and Seth are both in the Air Force. Seth commissioned in, as an officer in 2011, and so we basically were separated since then. And we started, you know, trying to work things out and create songs um, remotely over the internet. And we made two demo songs. Um, I remember sending some of those to uh, Dave from HM, uh, Hard Music Magazine, and we were actually like included in his uh, pick of the litter. Went back when the magazine was was actual magazine. Back in the print and, days. Yeah, yeah, and uh, that was really cool. Um, and then, yeah, we made a few more uh, demo songs, and I've always been into uh, indie vision music, you know, finding new bands to discover through there. So, And Brandon from Indie Vision Music has always been put out those awesome compilations, and I thought, why not, you know, send it to him and see what happens, and, and he uh, put it on there. 
but I would say 2011 really is when we kind of started this. You mentioned about being in the military. Are you still in that now? Yep. Uh, both of us are still active duty officers. Uh, I'm a satellite operator and Seth has a little bit of a cooler job. He's a fighter pilot. So, <laughs> <He's> <laughs> a- well, here's something I don't get. How do you keep a band going being in the military? Well, we could not do it without Dropbox and the internet. I'll make something. I'll send it to Paul. He's thousands of miles away. He'll listen to it, do his drums, send it back to me. I'll put stuff on top of it. Uh, We'll call each other, talk about ideas, talk about names, talk about changes in the lyrics or changes in symbols. And it's actually a great way not just to make music for us. We've found that it works really well for us. But it's also just a great way to keep connected as brothers. Uh, You know, you grow up together for your entire childhood, you know, teenage years. And we're separated by two years. And like Paul said, like at a certain time, we just kind of have to split. You kind of start doing your own adult life. But staying in touch, talking about music, like we've always had a similar feeling about music, how what what kind of music we like. Uh, so why not continue to be connected through uh, a band that even though we're separated from uh, geographically, we can keep on talking about it and keep on playing music. And that's what we're here to talk about tonight is the new Grandpa Loves Rhinos album, Searching in the Sarcasm. Now, Sweet. I have to explain that sarcastic humor is Canada's national brand of humor. Are you <laughs> trying to steal our culture? <laughs> I hadn't considered it, um, but now that you mention it, maybe, maybe we should. Maybe we should. Uh, like we have, I we have a dog. Me and my wife have a dog, and I've always wanted to have a moose. So if we had a moose and started stealing that uh, that kind of humor or that kind of that culture, then man, maybe we should start moving to the north and come a mountie or something. Well, I can help you find a dog sled for your dog. <laughs> <laughs> I really like how Searching in the Sarcasm is full of pop culture references. It ranges from Kirk Douglas's death to Flintstone Vitamins to Heffalumps. Yeah. But you take oh, that wow. to, the, to the next level on Gimme Gimme. It's about greed and being self-centered. Why did you feel it was important to write the song? I felt like it was important to write the song. Because I think everybody, at least in America, is addicted to something. And it could be something completely socially acceptable, something that most people do. But there is still that addiction that is taking you away from something you probably should be doing. After we made this song, and I played it for my wife, she went, oh, is that song about me? And I said, well, no, but I mean, kind of. it's kind of about everybody. Like, everybody is got something there that they do that just gives them that like rush and uh even how how minor it might be but um it might be taking them away from something else like for me call of duty it's tough to just get off the call of duty because man it's so fun but it is (laughs) a huge waste of time huge waste of time the the reason i made this song is hopefully to remind people like what if I maybe don't even realize that I am too invested in that is detracting me from something else? Call of 
Grandpa Loves Rhinos bounces through genres. Pop, punk, rock, emo. But I need to know, like, do the two of you have a preference? Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just because we like it all that it kind of comes out in our music. So, you know, we were heavily influenced a lot by the kind of the early 2000s. I mean, a lot of the tooth and nail scene, like that era of bands, and then kind of Under Oath and Emery kind of got us into that the screaming and the hardcore music. Um, and then, I mean, we love like bands like Fiverr and Frenzy is just one of our top bands that is a ska band. I think all that stuff just kind of comes out in whatever we like. Um, I think I would say my favorite is kind of the, I guess it's called post-hardcore, which is kind of the singing, screaming mix. That's definitely my favorite. Uh, it's my favorite to listen to. It's my favorite to drum to. Uh, so that's kind of what I like. I would 100% agree with Paul. If we could be more post-hardcore, we probably would be. The limiting factor there is that I cannot scream as well as I wish I could because I also like the screaming and singing mix uh, and kind of more of the harder stuff. Uh, I just can't pull it off as well as I want to. And so the things I feel like I can pull off, we kind of go in that direction. But uh, I would agree with Huge fan of Five Iron Frenzy, which is a lot different than post-hardcore, but as far as in, like playing music and singing to it, I think I like the post-hardcore genre the most as well. Well, something that fits between Five Iron Frenzy and Grandpa Loves Rhinos is how often your album is really off the wall. And that <laughs> turns serious with a song like It's Not Home Without You, 
which says, It's not home if you're not here. When I wake up and I'm all alone, this place ain't home. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what I was going for, and maybe it works, maybe it doesn't. Uh, I think, I don't know if you guys have seen the, the British version of The Office, but I feel like the serious moments in The Office are so much more dramatic and heartfelt than a lot of dramas because the contrast between the off-the-wall crazy weirdness and hilarity that's going on, it gives that uh, three-dimensional, I, I, I didn't want to use the word contrast again, but it gives that contrast uh, to what is serious and, and not so serious. But that was my goal uh, of making a song like that amongst the midst of the kind of the weird lyrics, the strange words I use or at least the words I think are weird that I use. Uh, that's kind of the reason of, of why that's in there. I was thinking um, if I just did, if we did just did like a serious album, it's, it's just kind of all black. There's no contrast. There's no depth to it, but mm-hmm. maybe if I put a serious song in there, it'll, it'll, you'll feel it more based on that change. So I was going forward. Don't know if it, it uh, landed, but hopefully it's recognized that it's uh, about my wife she is also a fighter pilot. She's also an officer in the Air Force, uh, so she's pretty baller. She had to do a uh, what we call a TDY, which is essentially uh, when you have to go to some other base and be there for weeks or months. And she was gone for quite a long time, uh, and so it was just a song about missing her, really. Uh, it was just me and the dog. The dog got sick of me after a while, so she needed to, she needed to come on home, but that's, that's when I wrote that song. Well, talking this way, it makes me curious. Do listeners always understand the intentions of your music? Uh, I would seriously doubt it. Um, because I realize that when I listen to other bands, I'm probably not listening as intently as I'm hoping that people listen to our music uh, or in our lyrics. Uh, so probably not. And that's okay. Just like any kind of other form of art, the person viewing listening looking at uh that art is going to interpret it their own way uh the only thing that i can do is i can have a feeling in me try to create music so that when you hear it understand the words try to process the words you feel that same feeling that i felt when i made it and it's probably going to be different than what i intended but um that's all i can really do in my my process hey this is paul and i'm seth more from Grandpa Loves Rhinos, and you're listening to The Antidote. A little coffee and the smell of holiday cinnamon rolls The sofa softer with a blanket and pillow and The Laughter bounced off the frames that hang on these four walls And we'd gather closer Light a fire whenever we got cold But now it's so empty with change I used to think that this house seemed great But it's not home without you It's It's not home if you're not here
long day and I strangely wanna hear you complain Just to hear your voice it makes me melt and drip away I could use some cold toys on my shin underneath the sheets you see Just to know you're there Still think Seth Hyde of Grandpa Loves Rhinos deserves bonus points for writing It's Not Home Without You. Next week brings a new artist with a great sound. Peter Johnson, RVA, has been busy during COVID, releasing not one but two EPs. His songwriting is intelligent, and he doesn't mind stretching boundaries as he reworks songs from centuries ago by giving them a modern sound. Tune in for The Antidote's visit with Peter. We're running out of time tonight, but we have more to hear from Grandpa Loves Rhinos, including It's Gotta Be The Gaming, a song that's both thoughtful and important. Have a great week, and keep well. I guess earlier I mentioned how Grandpa Loves Rhinos puts out serious and fun songs. You combine the two on It's Gotta Be The Gaming. Maybe you could explain the connection of video games and mental health. Okay. The connection between video games and mental health is a, a path that is not direct. There was a time, oh man, I don't know if it was the late 90s, mid 90s, early 2000s, where it seemed like a lot of media, news media in particular, was all about you know, video games cause violence. Mortal Kombat was one of the games that uh, kept coming up. I think Doom was another one. Uh, games that are somewhat gory. Uh, Duke Nukem, things like that. Mm-hmm. And it was an easy scapegoat, which I think 
Even today, I think, uh, in, to a lesser extent, it's somewhat blamed for violence, school shootings, uh, teenager angst or rage, where the real culprit is what's going on chemically in someone's brain, maybe other factors, probably actually thousands of factors that are influencing that, where the real root cause of violence is not so much about video games. That is the easy answer. It's an easy solution. So bam, I'm just going to press that button, call it the easy button. I'm going to press the easy button. And that's got to be the reason why. Uh, when in fact, it's it's much deeper than that. It's not a an easy, uh, it may be a, a difficult problem with a more complex problem with a complex solution. Um, and I can't tell you exactly what that solution is, but it's not just video games. Isn't that true about everyone? We all want the easy answer. Yeah. What about you guys? Are you willing to accept the gray, or do you want to just have everything black and white? I'm, uh, I'm all about the gray. I find it hard sometimes when people talk about things that are good that happen to them or things that are bad that happen to them. I'm the kind of person that's in the realm of everything happens for a reason, if something happened, then there was a reason for it. As far as in like in the grand scheme of the universe, things should happen a certain way, and they happen the way they happen because they're supposed to happen. Well, I guess I saved the big question of the night for last. I need to know how you define yourselves. Are the Hydes geeks or nerds? Mm, definitely. So it's tricky because I guess I would say a nerd but with a caveat. So, you know, I, I definitely am nerdy. I like, you know, space. I like uh, board games. But I'm also a band geek. So I don't know if there's band nerds, but band geek is the term. Uh, like in high school, you know, you're, you're kind of like in the pep band and you're instead of out on the, the basketball court or the football field, you're in the band and the stands and you're playing the your instrument. <laughs> so, but I would say, I would say nerd first, but also the caveat wing band geek. <laughs> and you both feel that way. Yeah, def definitely nerds. That was, that, yeah, that was a good question. Cause I hadn't considered that. I, I feel like I'm in deep psychological thought right now about <laughs> the geeks and nerds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We'll cover nerds that, uh, that make music. Yep, <laughs> that's us. We've talked about your music, and of course, all of the artists that come on to The Antidote are really coming at it with a faith-based perspective. How does that fit with Grandpa Loves Rhinos? Um, Seth and I both are Christians. I think a lot of times it comes out in a covert way. It's not very overt as far as uh, like worshipful or anything, but a lot of our lyrics and our songs um, have an underlying faith perspective. Um, there is something, you know, worth believing in and a way to look at this world with, you know, God as the center and, and Christ as our Savior. So it's just not as overt, I think, as, as many of the other faith-based bands out there. If you imagine just a blank white piece of paper and you have a pencil, if uh, that pencil represents like our lyrics you could draw a cross one line down 
and one line left to right, and that would make a cross. What I'm trying to do with the lyrics is shade on the piece of paper all around the edges and then start moving in and around so that when you look at the piece of paper, there's a cross with the white exposed and not just the pencil. So kind of like talking around all of it in order to not be down your throat in your face, but the aura, the kind of the shape, the body of the lyrics kind of describe the underlying kind of themes. <laughs> the best uh, song that represents that, I think, is Why Do You Have to Die? Like you mentioned, the pop references in the beginning, the first verse is about uh, Spartacus, Why Do You Have to Die? Uh, is it just because the director wanted a complex storyline? Um, and then the second verse, the second verse is actually about a, a neighbor. Her husband died from a heart attack. Uh, I was trying to create a metaphor between him and literally their clock in their home that stopped at the exact same time that he died. Thinking about all of the things I've just said about why do you have to die, hopefully you can get some implication about if these guys are a Christian band, I wonder if they're talking about Jesus. Uh, that's, I think, the best example of how we're trying to do our lyrics, do our messages, and, and create a, a picture for what we represent. It's been great to have Grandpa Loves Rhinos on The Antidote. Guys, thanks so much for coming for this talk. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been an honor to be on here. Humans are sick and they're crying 
what I'm saying I think we gotta pause the game and now Why are those birds so angry? Why are you old birds always angry? I guess if you had fledglings that were violent too You'd want something to blame and someone to hang So slingshot at the pigs and blocks your points will eventually come across But the chicks will fall right from the nest If they don't get warm beneath your breast Find the scapegoat, pull back and fire Eric Harris and Dylan shooting Columbine They played Doom and Quake together in their spare time But there's something deeper, something more than simple games Chemical disease, illness in their brains Wikipedia and history books, they got it right It was always about mental health and suicide And the irony is when you say games are the problem It makes me wanna punch you in the throat even harder Video games, they cause violence and fighting Humans are sick and they're crying Video games, they cause violence and fighting It's not because humans are sick and they're crying No, it's gotta be the game end Oh, it's gotta be the game end Turn it off is what I'm saying I think we gotta pause the play end now